Hi there. I'm Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mary's Anglican Church in Verdun. This day, we celebrate the third Sunday in Advent, which is known traditionally as Gaudete Sunday. Now, the word Gaudete is Latin for rejoice and comes from the traditional introit, which is a verse sung at the beginning of a service for this Sunday. This introit is taken from the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 4. Gaudete in Domino Semper, itinerum dico Gaudete, or in the English, rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. In recognition of this, the liturgical color for the Sunday is rose. When you combine the colors purple, the traditional color for Advent, and white, a color of celebration and Christmas, one of the colors you get is actually rose. Our Advent wreath at St. Mary's has a rose candle on it, and I'll be wearing rose-colored vestments for our Zoom service this morning. Now, the whole point of Garete Sunday in the liturgical tradition is to shine some light on what traditionally was a very dark time of year, to provide a bit of light in the midst of darkness. Garete Sunday usually falls in one of the darkest times of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. In only a few days, we'll be commemorating the longest night and the shortest day of the year. And perhaps talking about John the Baptist as a forerunner to Jesus Christ is a good thing to do today as we reflect together. The world that John the Baptist was coming into was a dark one, at least, well, metaphorically speaking. The Hebrew people, slash the Israelites, had been under Roman occupation for some time, and the temple that they had come to know and love, and where they looked to as the center of their relationship with God in Jerusalem, had been destroyed by the said Romans as part of an attack on the city in 70 BC. Now, 70 BC wasn't actually all that long ago in their minds. Really, it's like the Second World War in the minds and consciences of our society. They remembered it, and they remembered it well. Our reading for this morning is selected verses from the first chapter of St. John's Gospel, verses 6 to 8, and then skipping down to verses 19 through 28. Now, for St. John's Gospel, these passages are the introduction to John the Baptist. And at the beginning, there's a couple of verses from what we know as the prologue, John 1, 1 1-14. The prologue describes John the Baptist's role in this whole story as some light in a very dark world. We're there introduced to John the Baptist, and our introduction to him is him having a conversation with the religious leadership about exactly who he was. See, the word has spread that there was this guy that was out there proclaiming a baptism for the remission of sins, Luke chapter 3, 3. So, being the inquisitive sort, or frankly, more likely, the jealous sort, the religious leadership of the time sent envoys to ask exactly what John the Baptist was doing. Now, the religious leadership suspected that he might be the ever-famous prophet Elijah. Now, this actually meant something to them. They believed that Elijah would return before the Messiah came. Some of them even thought that John himself was the Messiah. Interestingly enough, the religious leadership weren't actually asking these questions with any sort of interest in the message of John the Baptist. They only wanted to discredit him and his message. And in all of this, there is actually a bit of foreshadowing of the Messiah that was coming. Jesus himself would run into many of these same issues with the religious leadership of his time in his own ministry to come. However, in their questioning, John the Baptist knew what his role was in all of this. He was, as St. John's Gospel put it, 
He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. John 1, verses 7 to 8. John the Baptist wasn't deceived or put off by the religious leadership's questioning. He remained clear about who he was, the prophet of the highest, to quote Luke 1, 76, and what John the Baptist's purpose was, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, to quote Luke 1, 77. Considering the circumstances we find ourselves in this day, I can't help but wonder if the words of John the Baptist take on a new meaning for me as I read this passage. I don't have to tell you that the world we find ourselves in right now is slightly dark. For the past what feels like an eternity, we've been living in the midst of a pretty massive pandemic, one that has caused untold amounts of damage to many, many things. And it can seem that in this time, the darkness surrounds us. The darkness can cause us to think that the world is a cold, unfeeling place. It could convince us that we are alone with nobody around us, that we are trapped in our current circumstances, and that nothing can or will ever change. In terms of the biblical narrative of the New Testament, the arrival of John the Baptist is much like a candle in a dark room. It's not going to help you do much, but it will allow you to find a light switch, or, if no light switch is available, to light under candles. John the Baptist was never ever meant to be anything other than the prophet that points to Jesus. That the message of John was that things are going to get better, that the kingdom of God is breaking through into the here and the now. It might be helpful for you and I to think of John the Baptist's message to his time as a message similar to the COVID-19 vaccine news in our modern day. News of this vaccine being rolled out is, of course, good news for us. With this vaccine, we'll be able to resume many of the activities that we love and cherish so much. This news shows us that the world around us is changing and for the better. But the news of the vaccine rollout points towards a better future. The vaccine is not completely here yet and won't be for quite some time. But this good news points to a better future. John the Baptist's message was always meant to point forward to a better future and towards Jesus Christ, that better future, who came on earth to preach, teach, and show us that better future found in the kingdom of God. What do I do with all this, Father Matt? How does this help me in my Advent preparations for Christmas? Well, my friends, in this time, I want you to hold on to this hope, this message of John the Baptist, and this hope that the world can and will get better. As we live within these restrictions placed upon us, for good reasons, of course, these restrictions that have us doing things a lot differently than we normally would, it can be easy to fall into that trap and start thinking that we are alone with nobody to help 
that we are trapped and will never be rescued, or that things can and will never change. This is not the message of the kingdom of God. For the message of the kingdom of God is that we are surrounded by the love of God and God's presence wherever we go, that we are never alone, we are never trapped, and that things can and will change. Advent is meant to provide a time for us to reflect on the mystery of the coming of the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. And again, one of the things at the birth of Jesus Christ, the timeless Son of God, into our own time and place, one of the things it shows us is that no matter how dark things seem to get, the darkness never completely surrounds us. As John 1 says, the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. John 1, 5. This is my tradition. I want to leave you with a question to reflect on the message of John the Baptist. When you hear the phrase, he came to testify to the light, what do you believe the light is? I've talked about how the light is the kingdom of God, but what does that mean for you in your context, in your time, and in your place? Are there places in your own life where the light could be shined? My friends, as you reflect on this question, I hope and pray that the light which enlightens everyone envelops you and those you love as you all seek to follow him who came to set us free. And so we pray. Allah, eternal son to thee, whose advent sets thy people free, whom with the Father we adore, and Holy Ghost forevermore. Thanks be to God.